You're listening to the Sip and Vibe podcast, hosted by your babe, Alexis Amato. I'm a former struggling bartender and makeup artist who transformed herself to a six-figure career boss who traveled globally in hotel sales. Now, I'm a master mindset coach and a CEO of my own life with three businesses that I built from the ground up. I'm here to push you past your limits and give you the inspiration you need to say goodbye to what's holding you back and hello to the dream life ahead of you. By implementing mindful practices into your daily life, you will step out of the box and start reaching towards your boss babe within. So sit back, take a sip, and let's vibe. Hello, hello, Sippers and Vibers. Welcome back to another episode of the Sip and Vibe podcast with your babe, Alexis Amato, also known as Manifest with Alexis. Thank you so much. And for those of you who don't know me, I am a master mindset and manifestation coach, helping you break the barriers of what you think is possible for you so you can step into abundance and have a more fulfilling life. Today, we are talking all about toxic men and how we can stop attracting them. This was a post that I did probably a few weeks ago, and I really felt it was important. One, because so many people um, said something in comments on this subject, and I know that people struggle with this so much. So it's definitely something that I really, really wanted to touch on just a little bit more and ensure that you are doing everything that you can to have a healthy, fulfilling relationship. So before we get into that, just some housekeeping notes and some fun stuff that's coming up. This Thursday, um, today that I'm recording this is May 22nd. So this Thursday, um, May 25th, I am hosting a free masterclass. It is a Manifest Your Forever Relationship Masterclass and my very first relationship masterclass altogether. It is the one that has been requested the most. And as you know from my last episode, and if you did not catch the last episode, please make sure that you listen because I do talk about how I'm pivoting my business into more manifestation and mindset and kind of going away from business. I will always be here if anybody wants content creation, offer strategy, offer build out, launch strategy. I will always be here for one-on-one coaching, but I will only be taking a very limited amount of people at a time. Um, I will be doing a Memorial Day sale. So if getting into my one-on-one world is something that you want, make sure that you are watching that weekend because I'll be dropping some sales to get in on some strategy sessions. And the second thing is I do have three spots left for Costa Rica. We are leaving in two months. So at this point, you do need to have a passport available. Um, And I have so many fun things planned for these girls. We are going to obviously be doing amazing workshops with me, release exercises in the ocean, surrendering, sound healing, zip lining. I mean, the stuff that I have planned for these girls is amazing. So I will put in the show notes, the uh, application, Or if it's something that you really know you want, feel free to just DM me and we can talk about it there. And I can also hop on a call with you. So now that the housekeeping notes are over, let's get into how you need to stop attracting men into your life. So 
what kind of toxic men are we talking about? I'm going to go through them. So you have the bad boy, right? So we all know what the bad boy is. He's the one who probably does things he does shouldn't be doing, does, didn't listen to his parents when he was younger, probably did some drugs or drank too much. Maybe he has too many tattoos. Um, maybe he's a cheater, you know, all of the above. The bad guy, you know, he's definitely toxic. The guy you want to fix. So this is the guy that you think that you get into a relationship with them and that you're going to be be able to change some stuff, but it just ends up being toxic in your life because instead of fixing yourself, not fixing yourself, but working on yourself and having self-development, you spend your time trying to fix this other person, which is definitely toxic. The next one that I say is the controlling boyfriend. We all probably either had one of these or you have a friend who has one of these. I know I have a couple. You know, they don't talk to you. They, your friends, they don't talk to you anymore because they're controlling. Or maybe you realize you're in a relationship and your person has manipulated you so much that you don't have any friends in your life anymore. Usually someone who is controlling makes it sound like it's your idea. And that is what a, a very big trait is of a toxic controlling person. And when I say boyfriend, you guys, and bad boy, please, if you are um, not into that sex, please feel free. I just do that just because that's what, what I am. But feel free to turn it into, you know, woman, girlfriend, them, whatever, you know, speaks to you. That's 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 your thing. Um, but for for me, I'm just, I'm just using these as just to be easy. Um, but when you have a controlling boyfriend or person in your life, their biggest toxic trait is usually that they are so manipulative that they make you think that it was your idea to not go out with your friends or your idea to stop talking to your parents or to not do this or not do that. Um, they always make it seem like it's your idea. And that's why it is so toxic because you don't even realize it's going on until you haven't seen your friends or you haven't seen um, you know, anybody else but your boyfriend for months. And while they're going out and doing their thing. And not all the time though. Sometimes I've seen controlling relationships where they don't go out at all and they just want them to stay home with them all the time. Crazy. So other forms of toxic relationships could be somebody who's super clingy, you know, maybe they just want to go with you everywhere. And (laughs) sorry, dad, but my stepdad is so like this. Like he's up my mom's ass all the time when he, and I don't think that their relationship is toxic. I mean, I do think that they have things to work on, but they, uh, you know, will be when my mom comes to visit me and he's not, he's not there. He'll call her like four times a day. And I'm like, Jesus. And yes, I talk to Walt and like, you know, but I, we, we're not that crazy. You know what I mean? It's just, it's definitely a little clingy. You're like, when we go and do things, he always wants to come with us. And you know what? I, I get it, but like you want to be with the one that you love. But when someone is like that, it's usually because they're insecure in some way. And so they really it's really important to make sure that they are able to have their own life without you, which is something that I work on with my dad. Um, You, of course, have like a manipulator. Manipulator is probably, to me, the scariest toxic relationship because you don't know that you're manipulated. They make you think that you do something wrong 
because they did something wrong. So for instance, you know, maybe you caught them cheating or you caught them with something. And then all of a sudden, like they're able to manipulate the situation so hard that you feel like it's, it was your fault. Like, oh, that's why they did it, you know, and you justify it in your head. I have a friend who, um, I used to be really close with and he used to live with me and he is so manipulative. One day when he was living with me, he made me film him pretending to go somewhere where his ex-girlfriend lived. So she would think that he was going there and (laughs) think that like he was there and like not talking to her because she, he knew that she would watch my stories. And I like, just think of like, how crazy manipulative that is but that is so something like I would have done too like 10 years ago a hundred percent like I was so you guys I was I was a master manipulator I was able to manipulate I had like two boyfriends at one time like when I tell you guys I have changed my life around like I have changed my life like so I am so different. I am such a different person than the person that I used to be. And that's why I I know that I can be the person to lead you and lead others in knowing all of this because I know both sides. I know how it feels to manipulate somebody and cheat on somebody. And I also know how it feels to be cheated on and to be manipulated. So this is scary. A manipulator is really scary because again, they're able to like make you feel like you did something wrong or make you feel like they, they do something that makes you want to be in their presence or to crave their presence. And it's almost like an addiction with somebody who's manipulative. And you really have to have like a come to Jesus moment with yourself where you're like, okay, this is not okay. And thank God, in the manipulative relationships I had been in when I was older, you know, I had friends who were like, this is not okay, X, Y, and this is why. And I was able to see it very quickly. Um, now I, now I can, I don't even need, you know what I mean? I would have been able to tell if Walt was manipulative, like on the first date, you know? So, but before that I couldn't tell at all, you know, I just thought that they were, you know, great guys until I realized that, they were people who make you feel like you are unworthy of their love. And that is not okay at all. And then the last one that I have here is the narcissist. You know, the person who always makes you feel like you did something wrong. And um, I want to get actually, let's get, let's get, um, I'm like, I want to come up with, okay, so a narcissist is, I'm looking at, because I wanted to get the exact definition, a person who has an excessive interest in or admiration of themselves, yeah. So this is, a narcissist is a person who they think that they can do no wrong and that they are the shit. And this is a toxic relationship, especially when two people are narcissists. And I see this a lot. And you probably, you guys also probably see that, see this a lot on social media. You'll see celebrities that are narcissists. You'll see, um, it's almost like they like try to outdo each other. And so people like this in a relationship are very, um, are very materialistic. And they think that everything that they want to do or do is the best. So let's say you're on a date, like you guys are going on a date and you want to go wine tasting, but they want to go, you know, somewhere else beer tasting. 
you know, they'll be like, wine tasting is awful. Why would you want to go wine tasting and like make you feel bad and then try to get you to feel like they're amazing and their idea is amazing. And they're also very stubborn. So it's hard to get a narcissist to look at both sides of the story. They kind of only know what them themselves are and they're extremely, extremely selfish people, but they're different from, from manipulative because usually people who are manipulative are very insecure on the inside and are secure only on the outside. Narcissists are very secure on the outside. Um, but but I also feel like they're, they're secure also on the inside. Um, so they have like, like, it's like almost too much confidence to the point where they self-sabotage themselves in relationships. So just to give you an idea of what type of toxic relationships are, and you guys, I've been, again, I'll tell you a couple of stories of toxic relationships I've been. So that, that with my friend who I obviously don't mention um, names in this, but you know, that relationship was so toxic for me, that friendship. He would like yell at me and make me feel like I did something wrong. Like one time we're at a bar with his girlfriend and he was like, I was like, oh, I really like her. I think she's sweet. And he thought that like made me feel like I was lying. He was like, you're lying. I know you're jealous. And I was like, I am not jealous. This was also, you guys, when I first started dating Walt. So trust me, I was not jealous. Like I could not wait to go home to Walt. And like, I actually texted him that night. And this, this trip was so bad that I went on with these friends that um, I actually rented a car and then drove two hours across the state that I was in. Um, which was Florida. And I drove across the state just to get away from him. Um, and then I proceeded to let him live with me because he manipulated me to think that he was going to be a better friend, <laughs> but he never was. And yeah, it, it's, I'm still like struggling with that whole friendship because I don't feel like I have any closure with him, but that's okay. We've moved on from it. So that's, you know, one that I can think of that's recent, but wasn't like an actual relationship. But I'm telling you guys this because this happens in friendships too. Like there can be toxic friendships as well. Um, you know, when I was in my high school, I dated somebody on and off for nine years who was extremely toxic. He was a bad boy. And I know now looking back, like he had a lot of trauma because his dad died in a car accident when we were 14. And with that, he actually ended up getting a lot of money. And he used his money to buy crazy things that a 17 and 18, 16, 17, 18 year old should never have, like really nice cars, multiple cars, um, Rolex watches with diamonds in it, more drugs than you could ever imagine a 17 year old having. Um, and the relationship with me and him was awful because it was drug related, drug related. And we never, we were never honest with each other. Our communication was awful. We were still both going through traumatic situations that had happened to us in our teens and we cheat on each other all the time. It was the worst relationship. My family used to call him the devil. Like literally that's what they used to call him. Like that's what my, my aunts know him as. That's what my, and coincidentally, if you've been around for a long time, you probably know this story because I've talked about it in one other podcast. So me and this person are actually friends now. Um, him and I have had a closure talk. He has apologized immensely for how he treated me, um, the toxicity. And I have also 
um, fully apologized to him as well. And after that, we just, not that we're like friends, but like we support each other from afar and like that type of stuff. His um, wife is actually a really amazing blogger and um, I support her as well. So I'm not saying that, you know, you need to like throw these people out. Um, I'm just saying that you can't change people and that that person, if that's how that relationship is, it's probably not best for you. So I definitely um, have had my share of toxic relationships. What else have I been? Oh, so this is kind of weird because toxic, again, toxic relationships can come in all sorts of forms. If it makes you feel bad in any way, it's a toxic relationship. If that feeling lasts long, you know what I mean? If it's consistent, I, and I will tell this story one day, but I am not ready yet. The one person that I loved most in this world, aside from Walt, um, and this was somebody, not even my ex-fiance. This was somebody that I was even closer to than my ex-fiance. He was in my life for 20 years on and off. And he, our relationship was very toxic because he wouldn't let me tell anybody about it, <laughs> about our relationship. <laughs> so still people don't know. There's a couple of my aunts know and like my, my mom knows. My mom knows everything. My best friends know everything. Like I would screenshot things that he would say to me and like send them to her because I didn't ever want to be like called crazy or like anything like that. Um, which of course now, like I don't need the, I don't ever need validation like that. Like I know my truth and I know who I am, but back then, like I needed that, but it was a very toxic relationship because I allowed him to constantly tell me like, Oh, don't tell anybody. You can't tell anybody. I text you like this. Like you can't tell anybody we did this. You can't tell me. I'm like, and he would also like simultaneously tell me how much he loved me. And so, and I would like believe him. But now looking back, it's like, you don't do things to that, to somebody that you love like that. You, 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 when you care about somebody that you really love, you risk it all. And that's what I have learned. And so you guys, I have been in very, very toxic relationships. So I don't want you guys to think that I'm preaching because I haven't been there because I have been there. I've been manipulated so much. It's not even funny. So anyways, um, you know, what I would end up doing in the end with these toxic relationships, which you guys all probably do too, if you've been in a toxic relationship or if you are in one, is we make excuses. We make excuses for the way it is. We're like, oh no, he wants me to, to if you have a controlling boyfriend, oh no, he wants me to see my friends. It's just me. Like I'm so busy, like something like that. Or, um, you know, somebody telling telling you that, you know, red flags about your person. And you're like, oh no, that's because of X, Y, and Z. But when it's so consistent and when you have multiple friends who feel this way or multiple family members, trust me, they're not doing it because they want to sabotage your relationship. They're doing it because they actually care about you. And I know a lot of you listening right now are probably like, oh my God, this is me. Like a lot of people don't like my boyfriend or they like mention things and you know, I don't see it though because this, and like, you're probably literally sitting there right now making up all the excuses in your head. Like, fuck you, Alexis, like X, Y, and Z, like he does this and he does this for me. But all I can tell you is that our intuition and our gut instinct, there is nothing more truthful than that. And if it feels like it's wrong, it is. 
And so we make all of these excuses for them. But in reality, what's happening is we're giving so much energy to these toxic relationships because we hear things like, oh, relationships are hard and like, you know, you have to work at them and blah, 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 blah. But relationships are easy. I don't know. I'm going to say this again. I've talked about this before, but relationships can be easy if you allow it to be easy. I have been with my person now almost four years and my relationship is very easy. Does that mean that we don't ever fight or bicker? Absolutely not. But 990% out of 100% of the time, Walt is there for me. He's supportive and he makes my life easier, not harder. If your relationship is making your life harder, this relationship is not for you. And it is as simple as that. So when you start coming up with all of the, you know, the, the, the excuses, just know that the fact that you have to make excuses is toxic in itself. And so I know this is like such a real raw and aggressive podcast that I'm doing, but I believe in it so much because I don't want you to waste any more time like I did. I don't want you to have to wait until, you know, forever to find your person, you know, me, my late thirties. You know, you guys, I probably won't be married until my 40s. And that's okay. Like, this is my journey. But if you're listening and you may have more time, or, you know, maybe you, maybe you're in your 50s and you're listening to this and you're like, you know, everybody, anybody, doesn't matter what age you are, you always have time to find somebody more aligned for you. I met a lady in Fort Lauderdale who was 78 years old. Her husband was 85 and they were just getting a divorce after like 60 years of marriage. They were together since their teens. And she's like already ready to date. I was like, you are inspiring woman. So what I go on in the post is to, you know, I say how, you know, it's holding you back. It's holding you you're holding yourself back from fulfilling, from being with someone who fulfills you. And I will never forget when I heard this. I can't remember where I heard it from, but I will never forget it because it's one of the reasons that got me to break up with my ex-fiance. They they said, if you are staying with this person and you are unsure about them or you know that they're not for you, you need to also know that not only are you – being held back from finding your person, but you're holding them back. And if you really cared about them, then you would not allow them to be held back by you and allow them to free themselves to find somebody more aligned for them too. So it's not just about us. It's about them too. And when I found that out, you guys, not to get emotional here, but you know, when I found that out, that Not only, I'm not unsure that I want to marry this person that I've been with for 11 years, but, you know, I'm unsure, but I'm also holding them back from possibly being with somebody that is so much more right for them. And I knew in my heart of hearts that there was someone better for him. I knew that there was. And that's so hard to say after being with somebody for 11 years, but I knew it. I was not his cup of tea. He was much more of a homebody than me. I was, you know, out and about traveling all the time and it just wasn't his scene. You know, Walt loves to do that stuff with me and, and like all the time. It's like his personality. I don't have to bring it out in Walt, you know, it's just him. So I get it. (laughs) And this is what I say in the post. I get it. We all like a challenge. We are not typically drawn to things that are easy. We want to feel like there's an accomplishment. And that's true because we do. We want to feel like 
the relationship was hard to get. Like, oh, we worked so hard to get to each other. We went through this and this and this, but like, why? I mean, I love my story. I met Walt in a bar. He texted me that night. It was like a random Tuesday. He texted me that night at 2 a.m. to ask me on a date. I told him I wasn't going to be home for the entire month. I was traveling for work. We met up the day after Valentine's Day and we've been together ever since. Like easy peasy. There was never like, oh, I'm not sure if he likes me. It was weird. Oh, um, yeah. It's like, that's what I tell my girls who are like, even when you're online dating and they're texting you, if there's like a red flag, just fucking believe it and run with it. Like relationships are not meant to be hard. Relationships can be easy if you let it. I feel like this is a new keynote speak. It's be a really good keynote speak. <laughs> um, so I go on in and I talk about, um, you know, ways that you can stop doing these things. So I am going to briefly go through them. So number one is if you want to attract someone more aligned and stop attracting toxic relationships, you need to Stop intentionally seeking someone out because they're hot. Like, yes, somebody is good looking, but also allow yourself to get closer to people that you may not normally be attracted to because you never know. You never know, like, if their personality could totally meet yours. I can't tell you how many people I ended up dating and loving the shit out of that I I had to become friends with them for years before I became attracted to them. Um, number two, ignoring red flags when you start to learn more about them. So if you do hear things like, oh, well, you know, I cheated and, you know, for me, I have cheated too. So that's something that I could talk to my significant other about and communicate and, and we match. But if that is like a non-negotiable for you and you stay, then that will form a toxic relationship because you'll start not trusting him and then your relationship will start going downhill. Um, I mean, there's tons of red flags, you know, if a guy, if a guy at first, this is a huge red flag. If at first they make it seem like they have a lot more money than they have, you know, they should be super honest from the beginning. Like, yeah, I'm working through my debt or I'm living with my mom right now. Not like lying and saying like, oh yeah, I own my mom's house and they live with me when really they own the house and they're like shacking up with their parents, you know? Number three, trying to fix them or thinking you can change them. I already talked about this a little bit, but basically when we try to fix a person, we are taking our energy out of our own self-development and working on ourselves and we put it towards working on them. And subconsciously we become super resentful of this and we start either snapping at them or we have the expectation that because we're helping them or trying that they should just change automatically when they might not be ready to change. And you really cannot force anyone to change. You have to allow them to do it themselves. Number four, not giving the nice guy a chance. And I have to put this in because this was so Walt and I, you know, I remember telling my aunt, like, he's just so nice. Again, like going back to the challenging, like you want to challenge, you want to feel like you accomplished something. But my relationship was just so easy. And I was like, at first I questioned it. Like I wasn't sure if Walt was genuine or like, was it a red flag because he was so nice? And my aunt was like, just give him like, give him time, like, you know, go out with him again, give him another chance. You're just not used to dating really nice guys. And she was so right. Um, so give somebody a chance. 
Number five, dating someone right after either of you were in a relationship. Again, I've done this before. I moved out somebody and started dating somebody immediately that I worked with. That, of course, ended in tragedy. You can go back to episode, I don't remember what it is, but it's the one that I got broken up with over pizza. It was that episode, that, uh, that episode I talk all about this relationship. Um and this was also my last like long relationship in between Walt and my ex-fiance. And the reason why is because when you go from one person to another, you do not give your time self to heal. And I know that sounds so like cliche, but you don't. You need to have time to reflect to see what went wrong in the relationship and what you can learn from the relationship. Like what do you want to take? What parts do you want to take? And what parts do you want to leave from this relationship? You're kind of clouded if you go from one relationship to another. This is really hard for women who get super uncomfortable to be alone. They will not break off their relationship with the person that they're with. I used to be just like this until they find somebody new. The next will never work. I relationship jumped my entire life until I let three years go by of being single between my ex and Walt. And because I was allowed to, I did that. And by working on myself, like I lived by myself for two years. I lived with a roommate for a year. I dated. I worked on my self-development. I went on a retreat. Like I did all of these things for myself before I allowed myself to be ready for a partner. Number six, being the other woman. If you are okay with being the other woman, then you need to be okay with them having another woman when you are the woman. Yep, I said it. And I always think about this, like somebody that that you really, really love, would you really want to hook up with them when you're with somebody else? Because in the back of your head, you'll always think that maybe they'll do it to you. You know what I mean? Like they did it. And I have to say in this situation, like, and again, like I'm still only in my late thirties, so we still have a long time for divorces, I guess. But I have seen relationships where there is another person and they end up divorcing for this other person and they're still together and they're happy or they seem to be happy, but you don't know. But usually somebody always gets hurt in this situation and it's not something it just got cut off um it is not something that being the other woman will ever make you feel like you accomplished something if anything it will just hurt you very toxic to be in a relationship with a, with a, two other people you know even if the other even if the wife or the husband doesn't know that you're in it it's still toxic Number seven, changing anything about yourself to satisfy your partner. My ex had me do this all the time. The way you put your hair, the color of your hair, what you wear, um, how you talk. Like, yeah, I I feel like, I don't know. I feel like my ex-fiance a lot of the times like hated the way that I was. Like he like he would always say like he hated that I talked to people. Like we'd be at the bar and I'd be like talking to the bartender. It's like, bro, I was a bartender for years. Like it's just natural for me to talk to a bartender. And so I would try to change myself to like, like I would consciously go into a bar with him and be like, okay, 
don't talk to them. Don't be that nice. He's going to get mad. And like, that's when I know, should have known it was a toxic relationship. And then reverse, I used to try to change him too. Like I hated the way he dressed. So I'd always buy him clothes, which by the way, he still wears all the time because I do have better style, obviously. (laughs) But um, like I would try to change how he dressed or like the things that he wanted to do. You know, he was very family oriented and I was too, but I also wanted him to be more ambitious. And that's not something that I was able to give him. Like he had to be the one who was going to be ambitious. And I would try to change that in, in him and instill that in him. And, you know, that's not something that can be changed. That's something that they need to want to change themselves. And then lastly, and I love this one, but having a checklist of things you need to have in a relationship. I used to also have this as well. You need to like relax. If you meet somebody that does not check every box on your checkbox, but you just think of them as like a wonderful person, you know, maybe they're not exactly what you thought that you were going to get in looks, or maybe they don't make as much money as you wanted, or maybe they have a job that you like were like, oh, I don't know. Like I never thought I would date a policeman or like something, you know, and I'm saying that because I've always had this thing with not wanting to date policemen or, um, firemen or anything. (laughs) Um, But yeah, all I can say is that having that checklist of all of these things and getting rid of somebody because they don't check them all off and you don't give them a chance, it's not really like allowing yourself to open up to the universe. You're really closing yourself off from all of those. So these are all things that we do to ourselves. And we always blame the other person. We're always like, they're the toxic ones. They're the ones who are doing this. They're the ones who are manipulative. They're the ones who are controlling. They're the ones who cheated on me. And like the list goes on. But sorry if you guys can hear that motorcycle out there. Um, But what we need to recognize is that it is no one's fault but our own. It is yours for staying. It is yours for staying. If you, you know had one manipulative thing happen to you and you left, good for you, babe. But that is not, you know, most people, most people stay and continue to blame. And you can't do that because it really is your fault if you're allowing it to stay and you're waiting for a change. Things, relationships are not meant to be molded together. Relationships are meant for two people who have aligned personalities to come together to feed each other's souls. And if you don't have that, I am so fucking sorry because it is so amazing to have somebody on your side like that and who loves you so deeply and who adores you and who like Walt just looks at me and I just feel like a sweet baby angel. Like I don't even know how to explain it other than that. And I want every woman that comes into my reality to know that and to strive for that and to never never settle for anything less or anything toxic. So with all of that being said, I'm in the DMs if you have any questions. I know this was like more of my rough personality, but it's just a topic that I believe so much in. 
And if you would like to learn more, um, I do have my relationship masterclass that's coming up, Manifest Your Forever Relationship. I'll put the show notes in. If you missed that, please be sure to reach out to me or check any of my other episodes. And if you're interested in the retreat and you really want to manifest a partner, you do get $200 off for being a podcast listener. All you have to do is DM or email me and let me know. Um, You could also add it to the notes in the application. And I would love to have you in Costa Rica with me this summer. I will talk to you soon and see you on the next episode. Bye.